All right, welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. Oh, wait, I was supposed to do it in Clifton voice. You didn't have to, but... Well, welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. I'm Cole. Hey, Cole. It's Clifton. We slum it hard so you don't have to. We have a special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. I'm Clifton. And... uh... You're supposed to just let him say, this is Clifton, Aaron. He didn't do it. He just stopped talking. There's precedent for this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Clifton. Go on. What's up, man? Clifton Clifton Worley here. Hey, well, I'm I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, here. uh, I'm in a hotel in Jackson, Mississippi. We're out traveling on the holidays. And uh, so, yeah, just drinking a cup of coffee, walking down the Getting hall. Some of that road loving. What's that? What? What's that, Aaron? Aaron cut out. What did he leave the call? Aaron, I wonder. Aaron said, Aaron made a joke about road loving. I said, you getting some of that road loving. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Just, uh... <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Just loving the road. That's it. <laughs> okay, so are you so like what are traveling you with traveling your family for? and you and yeah you yes left them to come record with us idiots good how, how does that make you feel cold wonderful wait where are you you're in a hotel but where i'm in jackson, jackson mississippi so you're close by yeah the big city yeah yeah i'm in the big city <laughs> of mississippi the biggest city in mississippi i'm going to jackson <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Um, <laughs> yep. I am for real. So, Clifton. <clears throat> yes. Tell us what you want to say. Well, <laughs> well, I just want to greet everybody and and say that I I love the Gear Slum. Listen every week, and um, I just uh, I'm excited to to join in for a few seconds and. I'm gonna so. drop that. I'm gonna drop that. Uh, that part where you said I love the gear slum. I'm gonna start dropping that in every episode. Please, oh. please do. The second <laughs> he said it, I was like, "Oh, that, that is gold." Oh, Clifton, what? How? How are you liking? Uh, so, for those that don't know, Clifton does a podcast called the Clifton Whirly Show. No, it's called. The Clifton Whirly Show. That's it. Clifton Whirly <laughs> the, the Show. Clifton. Clifton. Hey, Cole. It's Clifton. <laughs> you really got Clifton. that specific thing nailed with your impression. All of my impressions are like single phrases. Well, Cole, while you were doing breakfast with your kids, we we were just repeating that one thing over yeah. and over. We practiced. We were, pra- we we were practicing Clifton. it. I bet Clifton's <laughs> thrilled about this. He's taking time away Clifton. from his family vacation to hear people's <laughs> terrible impressions of him. 
If you guys haven't listened Clifton, to the Clifton Worley show, you should because it is pretty good. I like it. Clifton, more, can you say, say more than I thought I would, and I really enjoyed it, and I was on it. Yes, that sounds like it. a that sounds like a backhanded compliment, but it is. It's uh, no, I'm saying, okay, it's a really good. It's really good. That it was hard to listen to at first, <laughs> not because of the content, but it was just really hard. Yeah, I know ours is hard too, but yeah, well, well, we've been working on the quality. Uh, yeah, once you got that figured out, yeah, it's, it's really fun. And there I go saying we because it's it's just me. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you said we You're on the deal. Like, that's it. <laughs> the institution of the Clifton Worley show. The Royal We, yeah. The Clifton Worley LLC. That's it. <laughs> Clifton, can you say if loving the slum is wrong, I don't want to be right? If loving the slum is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> nice. Mark it. <laughs> I'll cut it out and post. If okay, so Clifton. I, uh, um, what is the what, what you were piece so of ready gear, Phil. you were so what ready piece of gear i was not ready what piece of gear do you regret letting get away hmm well there was a there was a guitar there was a martin acoustic one time at the store it was like unlike any I've ever seen. It was like a, it's called a Western model. And uh, I was really thinking hard about buying it. And I've never seen one since. And I really regret not buying that. As far as getting rid of a piece of gear, uh, I don't think I've ever really regretted getting rid of any of it. Because I'm always moving on to something better. So. No, no, no. Now I've got a super reverb that I kind of regret getting rid of. What mm. what was it exactly? Was it a like was it a reissue? No, it was a uh, like a '69 super what? reverb. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's way cool. Yeah, yeah, and um, completely went through it, recapped it, retubed it, changed all the tube sockets. And the thing was a beast, but uh, kind of regret it. But I don't regret having anybody's own vintage amps knows that there's always something you got to fix on them. And uh, I don't regret that constant worrying, you know, is this going to yeah. go out on me? So I ended up getting a um, boutique um, hand wired uh, tube amp. And uh, I don't know. I feel a lot more confident that's not going to break down on me. So, what is it? What's the amp that you got? It's a uh, Living Tone. I actually ordered a couple amps, and it's a company I don't think exists anymore. But it was big in Jatapwa a few years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it, it's it's the <clears throat> it was kind of marketed like towards I guess Christians or P Dub players because it had a big cross and the logo and everything. Oh, Oh, the and, uh, yeah, they don't. They don't have a. They're not around anymore. No, the guy, the guy making it, like, uh, I don't know. He just kind of stopped doing it. And uh, I was actually one of the very last ones, I think, to get one. So, huh. yeah, that's you know, it's kind of the world in boutique gear. In hindsight, right. I probably would have stuck with something name brand because 
I'm gonna have to play this thing for a very, very long time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not getting really worth anything. Take a big cut. Yeah. So. I mean, I'll give you a hundred bucks for it. That's always the hard thing. <laughs> sold, sold. Because I kind of did, I kind of did the same thing with that little stinker where I I got one of the last ones ever made. Hopefully, Rony, I, I think he's gonna start making guitars again, and and it won't be one of the last ones. But, um, but I got it for a good enough deal that it was kind of a no brainer. But yeah, that's the hard thing with boutique gears. If you don't love it, it's really hard to sell and get your money back for it. You know, unless it's a really popular, like, uh, you know, like a Cower or a I don't know what some boutique amp brands are, like a Milkman or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like a Matchless Chieftain. I'm not familiar with that amplifier. I just made it up on the spot. Oh, it's actually not uh, an amp. It's a, it's it's uh, some guy's take on an 808. It's, it's um, their Matchless Tube Screamer. <laughs> tube Screamer clone. I was but way, it's his take on a Tube Screamer. I was like way into the idea of getting a, a vintage amp for a while, but it's. But that's what stopped me from getting it is that there's just such they're just such a headache and it's it's like buying an old car like it's a cool hobby exactly if, if you like fixing cars but if your goal is to get from point A to point B then exactly and that that's that's where I came to I was spending more time uh, going through amps and fixing them than I was actually playing and oh, so yeah. that was kind of the deciding factor I owned about probably about I owned three different think three or four different silver face fenders and and, yeah and i just went through them back to back you know i'd get one and then i'd flip it and then i'd get another one and then i kind of like you know i gotta stop doing this this is you know but they are really cool amps i do give them that yeah the ones i've heard sound amazing but i don't know how how hard it is to get them to sound that way consistently and not break all the time yeah. yeah. So, so do you play what mix of acoustic and electric do you play? Because on a lot of the live streams you've done, I've seen you playing acoustic quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, well, I mainly play my acoustic, and that was another thing. I I, I sold my Super Reverb to fund uh, my acoustic, and uh, I had a deal come up to get a Taylor Seven Fourteen at like oh, nice. a ridiculously low price, and so. I was just dumping gear to fund it, and uh, so, anyways, that's what I—that's that's my main axe, uh, and I mainly play acoustic, um, you know, at church and stuff. Are you like um, the worship leader, or are you just the yes, guitar playing band type? Thing? Yes, I'm the I'm the worship leader, and okay. so I usually don't have the you know the opportunity to play lead a lot, um, and I jump on it because you're talking and singing and all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I jump on any opportunity I can, you know, to go play for somebody because I just love, love playing electric too. And I keep my electric rig set up. Uh, Clifton, this is an important question. If you're leading a church, uh, every week, do you lead? I'm sure you talk when you talk and when you pray, it's with an accent, but when you're singing Tomlin or hill hill song or jesus culture are you singing in your accent or are you singing in aaron's accent <laughs> i probably well i'm trying to sound uh, as generic as i can but i don't think that that happens i think that my southernness comes out 
I, I think really? I yeah, I think I would probably be best suited for like a southern rock band, honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean, from where where I'm at, um, everybody sounds like me, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> right, but <laughs> exactly, we're the ones with the accents <laughs> where he's from. That's it. <laughs> yeah, not according to Aaron. Which Aaron are you not talking about now? Yeah, the Aaron I from I do not have an accent. Cole, right, Cole, right before you got on. Aaron was telling, was explaining to Clifton that that we don't have accents, and Clifton does. And I was saying, well, and Aaron was trying to double down on that. Well, it's because movies. Movies come from California, and so if you have a California accent, that's the default accent. False. Like, when you watch TV, everyone has that accent. So if you have a southern accent, then it's different. Yeah. James Vanderbeek? No accent. Uh, yeah, of course you can come up with specific exceptions. Paul to Michael Gosler. Wait, is that his name? Name me a sitcom where Zach everyone Morris. speaks with Mark a different Paul. accent. Zach Morris has a Mark California Paul. accent. Mark Paul? Is it Mark Paul Gosler? Yeah. John okay. Paul Gosler. John, you're thinking John of, you're thinking of Jonathan John Taylor Thomas. You're thinking of John Gosling. No Gosling. John Gosling. Yeah. John and Kate. They don't have accents, do they? She kind of does. So I what's your kind of mostly southern. her hair? So Clifton, what's your electric guitar? <laughs> her accent I play a '72 uh, Tele '72 uh, Custom re- reissue. Oh, reissue. Yeah. Is that the double humbucker? No, it's the single humbucker, and okay. then it's got yeah. the regular Tele. Tele Deluxe. Nice. That's I love cool. that guitar. Is it a wide range in there? Yeah, it's a wide range uh, humbucker. And you like it? You love it. I do love it. It's you it's want some more just, of it? I do. I could I could take uh you know, I, I would put that in any guitar just because I, I love the way it sounds. Um I had a I had so a tele, that's my main electric. I had a Tele Deluxe that I okay. hesitated selling because it was green sparkle. Oh yeah. Um but I really liked the wide range in the neck. I didn't like it as much in the bridge. So having a Tele bridge with a wide range neck is a pretty great combo in my mind. Yeah, I've always wanted one of those, and I, and uh, this is an interesting story on this. I picked that up the day my my uh, second daughter was born. At the, there's a dude on Craigslist, and I had some Takamidi acoustics up for sale, and he contacted me, and we couldn't seem to work out a deal. And I said, "Well, do you have anything to trade?" And he said, "Yeah, I got a '72 custom uh, Tele," and I was like, "Come on!" And so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And Come so on. the dude like came to the hospital and met me in the parking lot. No way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, and so I, yeah, I did it. And um, and hang on, hang on, wait, wait. Let's do some role playing here. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the guy selling, and you're gonna be you're gonna be you calling from, from the hospital. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Uh, hello. Hey. Uh, Worst yeah. role who, who play is, ever. Who who is this? <laughs> this this is Clifton, and uh, I, I really want that telly that that you saying you want to trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the one that I posted on Craigslist. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking to sell. So, uh, um, where can I meet you? Well, I'm in the hospital right now. Uh, oh, just had a baby. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, oh, congratulations. Wait, wow, you're... ma'am, you have a really deep voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, my wife had a baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Uh, and um, I'm sure she needs you right now. Uh, are you sure that now's a good time to be purchasing a guitar? Well, I mean, I've got all kind of family visiting right now. I'd like to get away from anyways. So. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Okay. All right. So uh, I, I will meet you in the hospital parking lot then? Yeah, just come to the third level of the parking garage. <laughs> I'll walk straight out and come meet you. <laughs> Is that seriously Listen, how it went? Yes. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, though, like for as much as much gear as you've bought and sold and as many kids as you have, just statistically speaking, <laughs> like you would have had to have bought some gear. Yeah. yeah, right after one of your kids was born. Yeah, I mean. How it, many, it, do you have five or six kids? I have four. Four girls. Oh. I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe they're all they're all relatively young though, right? Yeah, that's like their stair step. My oldest is six, and my yeah. newest one is just a few months old. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot of diapers. That's intense. That, yes, it is intense at Tom's. Um, we just we actually went to Disney World a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Whoa. And that was intense. Yeah, dude. You're crazy. You're a crazy person. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm always jealous. Yeah. We'll go to Disney World. My oldest brother has five kids, and then four, and then three, and I have two. And I'm always when when we've gone to Disney World, they're all like, you know, trying to track down all their kids and everything. And I'm just sitting there smugly, thinking like, well, we only have one kid for each of us, so it's pretty easy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Can't yeah. Imagine having four or five kids at Disney World. Get a couple of those teddy bear backpack strap things. And yeah, the monkey kids. ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Well, the thing too, though, and I, I put a lot of thought into this. What uh, what other kind of vacation can you go on with kids that young? I mean, they're yeah. not going to be interested in anything else. Just leave them at home. Yeah, they're not going to want to go camping. Mm-mm. Especially girls. <clears throat> you have all well, girls. Kind of sexist. I have all girls. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and I just I gave up to them. the fact that I don't keep think I can have like boys. Camping. So. You don't like think Henry VIII. <laughs> Henry VIII. So Cliff have a son either. Yes. What's one yeah. last thing you want to say to all the slum slummers out there? Well, just keep slumming it hard so I don't have to. No, you have to. You yeah, have I to. I do have to. You're right. <laughs> you clear and you clearly have if you're buying guitars in a hospital parking lot. Yeah, totally. When at least your wife not, just had a baby. At least it's not drugs, right? At least she wasn't in labor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, hey, Clifton's like, the baby's already here. What do I need to be here for? <laughs> just getting in the way. We've got three minutes between contractions. I'm good. I'm going to run out real quick. I'll yeah. be right back. <laughs> oh, man. She's only at four centimeters, so... Uh... <laughs> Well, Clifton, I got 15 minutes. Yes. It was awesome having you on the show. Well, yeah, thanks. It was. thanks. It was an awesome start to my morning. So Keep up the good work. Tell your wife thank you for letting us do this. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> All right. Tell, tell her we said ha. Hi. 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 Okay. Later, guys. <laughs> All right. Hi, Cole. Hi. Later, guys. Later, guys. Later, guys. Later, guys. I know it's like, I know it's like such a, like part of the reason I like listening to his podcast is because of his accent, and I know that's. Uh, Clifton has a great, weird, 
voice for being recorded. It is, yeah. It's it's more just his voice in general, but yeah, it's it's uh, soothing. So are well, you saying that, that segment was brought to you by Sinusoid? It was. It was brought to and you by, by the and by the Slumhard Street Crew and by the mm-hmm. Slumhard Street Crew. We haven't really talked specifics about the Slumhard Street Crew in a while, but if if you send twenty five dollars to thegearslum at gmail dot com, we'll send you a patch and some other cool stuff, and you get to come on the show for free. Yeah, minutes. you get to come on the show. You get a discount for Sinusoid products and other stuff. You get street cred. You do get street cred. The patches are you get cool. Street crew cred. I still have a couple left. I'm thinking of what I want to put them on. I'm thinking I'm going to buy a cap. Like oh. a blank hat and sew it on. Like, like a, stick it like on a front. trucker hat? Like a trucker hat, yeah. Maybe like that's black, what I should do. Black or red or something. Foam and netter. Yeah, red. Oh, you got to do a red one. So it looks like, so from a distance, it looks like a Make America Great Again hat. <laughs> from behind, it does. And then when they turn around, it's like, yeah. oh. Uh, okay, yeah. so I yep. I don't know where to go from here. I'm just sad that Clifton's not talking. Anymore. Let me ask you this, Cole. <laughs> I have a topic that I wanted to bring up, and Phil thinks it might be controversial. Uh oh. And I'm going to ask this of both of you. You guys buy a lot of stuff, right? You buy pedals a lot. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, how do you know which pedals you want to buy? What do you base it off of? If if the good Lord up above wakes me up in the middle of the night <laughs> okay. in well, time to buy them, but like given. that that was like an aberration, right? So like in general, like how do you? It was an appar- It was an apparition. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, never mind. It, no, how exactly. do you? How do you generally learn about pedals? You watch demos, right? Yes. So here's my question. I know that. Oh, is that the answer you're looking for? Yes, that was the question. Okay. That's what I wanted you to say. My question <laughs> is, <laughs> my question is, what? Describe your ideal pedal demo. Like, what do you want to hear? What do you want to see? Do you want talking? Do you want playing? Do you a lot of playing only? Do you want captions? Honestly, do you want it to be long, I think, short. I think. Uh, Did we talk about this before? That was my other question. No, I don't think okay. so. Maybe this sounds like. I'm kissing their butt, but it's I'm being totally honest. As far as for a specific pedal demo, I think the 60 cycle hum videos are exactly what I want. Like they have text on the screen, it shows they always show the pedal and where they're setting it. They they do a good job of explaining um like the Pelotar video that they did, for example, did a really good job of explaining how the Pelotar actually works, okay. which can be kind of confusing, you know. Hmm. Um, and they pretty much just play the whole time. I agree. So if, it, um, if it's just a specific pedal demo, then yeah, that's what I want. I get burned out on like the, on like the Andertons ones where they just, you know, like go on and on. Yeah. And, well, or and just like to... freaking jam, right? He's like, just like, like those kind of videos where it's just like, like a dude, like showing off. Here's the thing that I don't like about Andertons videos I feel like they're like they don't know about it. Like they're learning about it as they record. Yeah. Well, so what the way that it works mm. usually with theirs is that somebody is coming to their shop and like some, you know, the Fender rep or whatever, or not Fender for a pedal, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So they're like, hey, like, check this out. 
someone's there from electroharmonics and they're like they tell them all the bulleted list and then they try to remember it what they just heard five minutes ago and yeah they're kind of but even like the playing so the playing is like kind of it's like in and it like cuts off really quick because they're like oh let me play and then they're like oh that's a cool sound yeah yeah like but they're like discovering it as they play Mm. which makes it hard as a, yeah. as a viewer because you're not really like you, I'm going to like be informed by you not to like see you be informed you know which with well, some pedals with some pedals that's okay cuz they're like you know I don't know in some ways it's kind of appealing to like have them discover it as you're discovering it or whatever but but I don't like their playing either like I like mm-hmm. captain like Lee's playing quite a bit but Chapman just like you know, after like two seconds, it's just unlistenable. You know, I because uh, it's always just like shreddy nonsense, and that's part of why yeah. I like Ryan's demos too, is because they're the playing is just more realistic for what I want, for what I'm going to be playing like. Well, know? yeah, right, exactly. It it I think it's part of it. Part of that is he you you relate to to the way he plays. And like he's a lot better at other guys. he's a lot better at guitar than me, but if I was better, I would play more like him, you know. <laughs> well, so True. I watched a series of um Earthquaker Devices um demos the other day. Um the Talons in particular cuz I was pretty cl- close to um buying one of those and they they do their own they like they a lot of people do that demos of their pedals but they also do their own for everyone and i i was just thinking about this that i don't know if you guys have watched them they're like so straightforward and it's just white background the pedal sitting there somebody playing and then tweaking the knobs and and you're watching in real time the knobs getting tweaked as the sound is changing and they they go all range of every knob and it's yeah. like that's what thank you that's what i want i want to know yeah. How far over does this go? How, you know, how subtle does this go? And yeah. anything in between. So just keep playing and turn the knobs. And and then it's, their their videos are all like, um, or the ones I watched the other day, they're all like, you know, three minutes. Who is that minutes. again? Earthquaker Devices. Just the Earthquaker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like they're their they're in-house they're videos. In-house. They're yeah, in-house they're cool. videos. And, uh, and they're like two people, so there's one person playing while someone's turning knobs. Pro- right? Yeah, I I figured it was like or like the, a loop the, or something, but yeah, and um, uh, yeah, that talents I was really close to buying it because it it's surprisingly really light for how yeah for how intense and chunky it can get. It uh, does seem like a really cool pedal, and I don't I've I don't get why more people. Many times. <laughs> I don't get why more people don't have it on their board because of how like wide it seems to get. Yeah, I mean and, it's still available, so I'm guessing people will still play it, but and of course or buy it at least. And of course my uh my reductive pricing it's um what is it six, six knobs times? and one one switch and they're going for like 95 Oh, I at the, got an offer for man. someone. I almost bought one for eighty-five. So eighty-five divided by seven, Cole. I mean, yeah, seven, like twelve. That's a great price, right there. It's pretty good. 
Um, yeah. Another guy that I like. And I, do you guys ever watch Curtis Kent videos? I've seen some of them, but yeah, I, I, don't I feel know like I know I the name, but I can't regularly watch them. So he he kind of like we I think we may have met him at Nam. He was at the taco party. Anyway, um, he's Canadian. He has a nice beard. But <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> I like his I like his videos because he like you were talking about how he's like the the exact opposite of of um, what's Chappers. He plays like chords, right? So he'll play like really simple stuff, um, which is cool. So he's more, he plays like what a super basic rhythm player would do. So, because mm. sometimes like some overdrives, like I don't need to know what it sounds like playing leads, you know? I need to know what right. it sounds like for a rhythm. Yeah, too. totally. So I mean, I like ideally, you want both, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I guess you listen to different people, but but I like him for that reason. Hmm. And I don't, I don't hate Anderson's videos. I there are things about them that aren't ideal for me, but I don't like. If you're talking about like someone like the Tone King or HP, like those guys, I can't stand the or videos. You just will not watch, watch them, them. yeah, because they're just terrible. Um, the Anderson's ones are, I I think they're entertaining sometimes, but yeah, the playing aspect of it. Sometimes I'll watch HP, like that, but I'll like skip through and listen to maybe like oh my gosh. three minutes like of he's, the hour long video. He's like. Well, I, feel, I don't know if he is. I think it's like a cultural thing because he's German or whatever. It feels like he's always trying to be cool. Like he's always on and it's oh, yeah. off-putting. That's and, every and it, German I've ever met. That's what I was saying. I think that's like him. <laughs> that's like the racist German thing. It's like they used to be Nazis, but now they're just cloying. It, it reminds me of like when you're a kid <laughs> and you first start to swear. Like when I lived right. in New Mexico, everyone would swear a lot. And, the, and you thought it was, like, so cool, so you would just try to swear as much as possible, and that's exactly how HP is. Like, he just tries to swear and be, you know, edgy and cool. I think that's the possible. thing. Like, people whose first language is not English, when they speak English, they want to swear a lot. So yes, it's like, it's like so saying, you're saying um or uh. So you're saying he's, a, like, Steve Carell in 40-year-old version, trying to yeah, talk about girls? Talking about bags of sand. Yeah. <laughs> Like oh, when I then, I had a professor who was from from well he's from uh, Odessa is that in Russia that's Ukraine he's from Ukraine but he would say the f word a lot <laughs> 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 yeah it's just like it's it's a word that you that everyone knows regardless of what language you yeah. speak and so it's easy for it to sneak into your but I also but, but like but when he you, speaks English really well HP does yeah but but so what, what I'm what I think why that happens is because like if it's not your original language it doesn't have the same like like it doesn't oh, feel totally. the same to you yeah. like if i swear in spanish it doesn't feel the same because it's not like it doesn't have that immediate yeah exactly feel to me <laughs> so like they can do it and it doesn't feel the same as someone who only speaks english sidebar that was a nice and sidebar. then and then if i'm looking up a specific pedal and there's a pro guitar shop demo for it i'll always watch those i used to i I don't know. I'm kind of over him now. I mean, he's really? really good, but I feel like I never like get a real good feel of the pedal from him. Yeah, maybe not. But I'll I'll usually watch. I mean, if I'm really interested in it, I'll watch a bunch of them. You know, get a because you you can't get a good feel from one video. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone is so but different. If, if I had to watch, it, yeah. If I only had one video that I could watch to make a buying decision on, I would 
I'd want something like a 60 cycle hum video or like those Earthquaker videos, you know. Would you rather do you would you rather have just a guitar or like in a mix? That's a good you question. I mean? Well, so like kind of gone the, back and forth. Like on, on, on the Pro Guitar Shop demos, I like it because the mix is actually realistic. If it was someone playing along with like some cheesy drum track, that would be different. But like he I don't know. I don't know if they get. I mean, it seems like they always just have like actual recordings, or maybe he does. Does he play all the parts? Does he like record drums and everything ahead of time, and then I don't know. And then if play he over does. it. I remember he I'm did sure an interview. He did an interview on. I think it was on No Guitar Is Safe, mm. or maybe it was on. It was on a podcast, and he was talking about sort of his process. Mm. Um, and I think he might do all the parts, but at any rate, they mm. sound good because, be, because. They sound good, and it's nice to hear what it sounds like in the mix. Yeah. But if it's someone playing along with like a, a drum machine, that would probably be annoying. A drum machine. Wait, the, who uh, are you talking about? Andy again? Yeah, yeah. Do you ever watch? Sorry. So I'm sorry, I was sidetracked. Someone was texting me. Um, have you ever watched um, Pete Thorne videos? The Bourne videos. Pete Thorne, like his Jason demo videos. Bourne? Born no, supremacy. Pete, Peter yeah. Peter Thorne. All Pete of those. Thorne. The Pete karate. Thorne. Who's Pete Thorne? Who's Pete Thorne? Thorne. The intrigue. Pete Thorne is a guitarist. He's like a. I guess he was a session guitarist. Um, I know he. I think he played in the Chris Cornell band. Oh okay. But anyway, he's, yeah, I've heard his name. I've heard his name a bunch, but I can't think of who. He's really he is. good. He's really good. Um. Um. Oh my god. He's super into gear. Yeah, he's he's a really good player, he but he does he does that same thing where like he will record all the parts and do a song, but he'll record all the parts with the same pedal that he's demoing in like different mm-hmm. ways. So like he's like here's a lead tone oh, using this pedal, here's a rhythm tone with the same pedal, and he'll, so he'll have like oh, four cool. guitar tracks, and they're all using the same pedal in different ways, like in the same song, hmm. which is cool. Um. That does the, uh, sound good. I need to look those up. The old Blood Noise, they always do like videos <laughs> for their for their songs that, or I mean, their their like pedals. Intro videos. I I guess I, it drives me crazy because it's like it. They do a video that is. I guess it's it's their preliminary ones. And yeah, they do like marketing videos a, more than like demo videos. I th- I think it's supposed to be like they're supposed to be like a teaser video, like the yeah, equivalent yeah, of like exactly. for movie trailer. And it it, it drives me crazy because I'm like I don't know what this pedal's doing because I'm hearing a full band and you're not singling out <laughs> the thing. I that feel this like pedal they've does. like mentioned that before, like that they're intentionally like intentionally what's the word I'm looking for, like pretentious, you know, like they try to be as pretentious as possible. Well, which the, like is, ironically, which or is something? ironic, but at the same time, it's like it's like so ironic that it's pretentious again. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and you're probably right, because if you look at like all their pedals and listen to other people do demos of their pedals, none of their pedals are it's it's difficult to get straightforward, normal sounds out of their okay. pedals. They're all weird, like which some people are super into. And I could see if you're if you're like a big board guy, you know, having like uh, a reverb that is also a flanger, 
Like, I could see how you'd be like, oh, this is really cool. But, like, I, it, it was – I bought one – I bought their procession hoping uh-huh. to get no, – uh, hoping were... to be able to get, like, a, a, a regular reverb out of it. And it was very difficult to find a regular <laughs> – I mean, it was in there, yeah. but it was very hard to get a normal reverb. It was all crazy weird stuff. And – um my my understanding of all their of their pedals is like that's how everything is like they don't have so so my whole thing about this is my take on the tube screamer or whatever like they don't have a this is my take on anything because everything right. is like we're trying to kick that over and do something weird yeah probably their most normal one is like the black fountain which is still kind of I, a weird delay okay oh that's not the fuzz which is the fuzz that's the haunt, I think. Okay, with the wolves on it, right? Yeah, yeah. See, and I don't know—is that one? Is it a weird fuzz? I would assume um, it is. Just I based don't on know. Everything else. I think it's it's a gated fuzz. Yeah. I haven't. I don't really. I'm not super familiar with it. I just know, like the the black fountain is like an oil can delay, based on one okay. which I. But it has like a, so it's kind of like a, this is a weird way to say it, but it's like a lopsided repeats, you know? So they're, it's kind of like a galloping rhythm almost like. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't turn that off. Yeah. All you can just make it crazier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't, I mean, again, I think it's, it's the kind of thing that like somebody who's like, well, I've got 10 pedals but I really want 20 pedals on my board. Right, yeah. Then it's then like, that's when I have start... two reverbs. I want a third reverb. Let me get this <laughs> crazy one. Yes, yes. The thing about them is, like, everybody always says, oh, why doesn't people do original things? Because when you do, people complain about it. And I'm not the saying that you are, but, like... No, you're you know right. What I mean? I know. They're like, this is too weird. I can't use it in a normal context. Well, yeah, because everything that is, like, normal has been done. No and one's gonna make like an a, a completely original overdrive, and they—I mean—they might make it like a new original circuit, but it's still gonna be an overdrive. Like it's not gonna be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's yes. only so many sounds you can make that are palatable. Right, and and if you think about just music in general, like it's also just about that, right? So like, right. if I've got a crazy sound. How usable is this crazy sound if, you know, if it's if I'm a hobbyist, okay, well, then you're only going to sell so many because people who where music is just their hobby, they're not going to buy a lot. And if they're a professional Mm -hmm. musician, there's there's a range of sonic stuff that audiences are going to relate to and enjoy and then yeah. there's stuff that's outside of that range and there's a there's a you know a gray area on the edges when it's like well there's this one little part on this song that I do this really weird thing yeah but yeah. if but you can't like <laughs> you can't do crazy weird stuff you know all oh, the time man. and make a living doing that so how could you do that with your board i don't know does that yeah, make sense yeah but yeah it does which is why I think you're right. Like, if you have a lot of pedals, like, they make sense as, as a way to, like, fill in 
gaps and like add some character to your setup that other people may not have or like do it differently but just if you only had old blood noise pedals like that would be a weird way to build a rig right exactly when you see people that are like hey look at my new travel rig it's you never, never you, yeah. you would never see those kind of pedals on it you see right you, you see, see a, a tube, tube screamer <laughs> there's gonna be a tuner a tube screamer um an analog voice <laughs> digital delay yeah, right, exactly. Why hasn't, why hasn't anyone made a tube screamer with a built-in tuner and call it a tube screamer? That would be great. Or a tuber. Or a tube screamer. Oh, then they could, a tuber. They called it a tuber. They could. The art could be like a, like a big squash or something. What's a tuber? Like a, yeah, I think you're right. Potato or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Um, Go back to your conversation. No. I like your idea of a, a, tune, a tune screener because... Anyone who wants my idea was not a tune screener for the record. Screeber. Screamer. Tube. Screezer. Screeber. Tune screeber. Screezer. Did you say tube screezer? Yeah, tube screezer. So have you guys heard? Speaking of take. Speaking of my take on a tube screamer, have you guys seen the Cusack tap a scream? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's a tap tempo tube screamer. Why? And what it has in it is like different because it's kind of cool. So it's a tube screamer with like clipping options and everything, but it also has like essentially like a so it's not really a harmonic tremolo. No, so it's a gain that it modulates the gain level, the gain level. So it's it's not a harmonic tremolo and it's not a it's not a like volume tremolo volume boost. What it does is it's basically it's like if you had a tremolo going into an overdrive pedal. No, it, well, it's basically like an auto expression pedal that just controls the gain. Wow! So it'd be like if you're turning the gain knob up and down. Yeah, yeah. right. On your pedal, but it does that too, and it has tap tempo and like different banks of like different waves that you can do, and like, um, like how it how it ramps or whatever. Yeah, like the ramp. So you can do like sawtooth, you know, like you would like a tremolo. Um, it's based on their Tapa Trem or Tapa Whirl, which is their tremolo, yeah. I guess. But it it's a tube screamer, and it affects the gain level. It's so weird, but it's kind of cool. That's way weird. But that's like way weird. So interesting, right? Like that's a, that's an interesting take on a tube screamer. <laughs> yeah, that, at least it's some it's something different. It, <laughs> that is an interesting. Tra- yeah, I mean, but there's again, one on Reverb for 125 many- bucks right now too. And, but you but can, you never but you don't have to have that on either. You can just use the tube screamer side of it. You they can also just have a tap use of their fuzz. take on a tube screamer. Yeah, they also have tap of fuzz, which is doing the same thing. Which I think the, the tap of fuzz actually has a a tremolo built in, so it's a fuzz trem. They should have called it a tap of muff. <laughs> yeah, I'd buy that. I don't know if it's a muff style fuzz. Don't Google that, by the way. Here we go. What originally started as a joke has now become one of the most versatile and exciting pedals on the market. <laughs> versatile and exciting, and yet I've never seen never it see on them. anyone's board. <laughs> never heard of it. The tap of fuzz is pretty cool because it's literally a fuzz and a tremolo in the same box, which is I think is a fairly normal, okay, and kind of thing. Let's. I I don't want to like you know pee in his uh 
Wheaties or however the saying goes, but as uh, as the old saying goes, <laughs> need Wheaties. But uh, <laughs> did you say penis Wheaties? Penis Wheaties. Penis Wheaties. Penis Wheaties. Um, is his all of her all of all of his external tap jacks are RCA? Is that correct? Yes, they're RCA. Oh, that makes me so angry. I want to. I want to I burn Don't worry about something that right to the ground. Everything to the ground. Here's yeah. Here's what I like about yeah. Just that, get an adapter. Just get a giant three-inch adapter. I like oh. use an RCA use an RCA cable and get put the adapter on the quarter-inch side. I like the idea of having yeah, not pedals at all that are not like logical or like not practical. <laughs> Okay. You know what I mean? Like it seems yes. it, it seems sense. cool that somebody's doing something just because it's like fun and cool to do. Okay. Well know. then then old blood noise. Ta- you're not and talking about using RCA. Well that too. No, I'm talking about like tap tempo fuzz. Yeah, He's yeah. talking about the actual. And I feel the same way I feel the same way about old blood, but like e- this is like even more like like that's weird stuff, but this is like weird in a different way. I guess. It is I mean I no, I feel stuff, like then you find stuff that's weird like it's weird, like the Pelotar's weird. Yeah, it's a really weird idea, but it works really well, you know. And maybe one of maybe the tap of fuzz sounds amazing. And well, that kind of started as a joke too, right? They're like, "Oh, what if we put a fuzz in the clone box, like a clone box?" And then that led yeah, him exactly. to do the, the tone yeah. the way that he did. But yeah, that doesn't—that's yeah. not what makes it unique, though. the The unique part is that it's the two that you're you're fading in between, correct? Yeah, but that's also that's also a weird, like that's weird. I guess, but it's it is it's weird. not and it works and it works really well. I don't think it's weird enough to be like I I feel like some of these other guys are like, "Hey, it it's about doing something that is not usable." I feel like and, you think that I think daring... that old blood noise is bad. No, I'm not but saying I, that I like that they do weird things. I'm not saying that you think they're bad. I'm saying uh. that on a on a practical level to to have a business where you're doing where your 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 premise is um whether it's one pedal or you're all of your line where if your premise is um well other people are doing xyz so i'm going to do abc like as a dare okay and then some people are going to like it only because it's different, not because it's usable. And I don't, I don't feel like uh, the Pelotar. But that's everything. Was... How many? But if... how many people like guitars just because it's a strap, but it's different? You know? I'm, but say, I, I'm I saying I don't think Pelotar. I don't think usable is like the uh, right, the no, right the way Pelotar to frame doesn't it. Fit because that mold exactly, but it was just an example. I don't think frame using, usable is right. It work. Yeah, totally. Because you can use them, you just can't use them to make normal sounds. Like they're usable and they're musical, and you can use them to create music. You just mm-hmm. can't get basic sounds out of them. Well, plus, like logic doesn't even enter into it because logically, no human being in their right mind would have twenty pedals on a pedal board. But <laughs> okay, right. okay, fair are. enough. Like, fair enough. It's but market that there's no reason it should exist, but it does. I think I I guess what I'm what I'm saying is the starting place is the, like Ryan said before, I'm not Ryan. Your name is Aaron. Aaron, what Aaron said before about having 
Freudian slip. <laughs> the, the, the like I'm a I'm a two reverb guy, and I'm looking for a third reverb. What's a third reverb option that you never see? old blood noise pedals as their first reverb option it's always that kind of thing it's like this is my third reverb option whereas mm. i don't see that with the 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 pelotar is not like i'm i'm a five fuzz guy and this is my sixth fuzz it's like phil, phil it's not a perfect analogy <laughs> <laughs> the pelotar doesn't exactly fit what we're talking about but it kind of does the point that i was trying to make is that if you're willing to try something new you can stumble upon stuff that actually works really well. Sometimes, sometimes it might not work at all, and it just turns out to be weird and nobody wants it. Right, but like if he had come into it thinking, I'm going to make a big buff, it never would have become the Pelotar. Yeah, but if yeah. you come into it thinking, like, I'm going to make this weird fuzz that started as a joke, not the Pelotar, but the Tappa Fuzz, yeah. and kind of on a dare, like maybe it won't work out, and that's okay, but maybe it'll take off and it'll work really well like the pelotar did kind of start as a joke in some ways especially with the actual physical design of it but right like but the, the design of how the, the circuit works is unusual and weird yeah and i don't think i don't think leon thought that it would take off like it has you know but it works really well and i don't i don't think even he knew that it would work as well as it does you know maybe he did but that's what you get when you're when you're willing to try something new like that. I, I don't think it's a smart way to like build a business model around if you're relying on it for your living or whatever. But it can end up it can lead you towards some cool stuff. It ends up sounding cool. You know? It's what you get when you let your heart win. <laughs> um, so here's what here's what I think about that. Like from a business perspective, I think it does make sense more so in like the boutique pedal world than it might in other arenas just because like totally. it is so saturated that like doing something unique is kind of the only way to, to stand out as a new company like so how many like like phil says right how many this is my take on a tube streamer can you have in a year probably hundreds that are like new and yeah. none of them at a certain, last at a certain point just get a tube streamer mini and be done with it yeah exactly yeah. right so like these people these guys are like okay where are what's not being made or what's not popular and they're taking like old effects and like re rebuilding them and stuff and like filling in those weird kind of crevices where their market may not be as big potentially like they're never gonna sell it's not gonna be like yeah. a super bolt or like the morning glory right but like, they're like we have these idiots who are willing to spend yeah but we can corner this small portion of like, the market yeah and that's all they need yeah potentially or they need more and they go out of business but that's right Yep. But yeah, it's not it's not necessarily a viable way to, to make you know to start a large business and hope for long term success, but it's a good way to stumble on something, you know. Yeah. Stumble on something that works and it's cool. So like I I was watching um speaking of demo videos, that pedal show I was watching their interview that they did recently with, with Josh Scott from JHS. Um and he was talking about like experimenting with things like the color box was one thing that that kind of came out of just messing around you know hmm. and even like um what is it the the panther the tap tempo delay like that was one of the first tap tempo analog delays right um really like that oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I guess so. Like he that was just him messing around. Like, what did he want? And then they made like the tap tempo analog chorus, and like so, like that kind of stuff. Like, if if people aren't trying weird stuff, then they don't get the cool things out of it. Then they are gonna just end up with another tube screamer. So like, even if yeah, sometimes totally. they run too far off, like I think that's a cool thing, and I'm glad that some people are at least doing it, so that you can get the cool stuff out of it. Like Caroline Guitar yeah. Company, Philippe is another guy who does a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. But it ends up working, and it, it's not it's not for everybody, but it is like a really cool specific thing that I like. Yeah. But his I may mean, be a little bit more like accessible than Old Blood. I think I, you're you're. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that I keep thinking about it from the perspective of. Um, like if I'm only going to have X kind of pedal on my board right? what's the likelihood that it will be a you know whatever right? because Caroline like I actually I, I've heard I've seen multiple guys say the Haymaker is the only dirt pedal I need yeah yeah right I mean that that is like I, I have seen multiple guys say that like I've got a I've got a, this is my travel board and it's a haymaker and then, um, you know, and a tuner and a delay. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, it, it, it takes the place of a traditional, like what you would call like standard pedal. Whereas the yes. other one, those other brands don't necessarily. I, right. And I don't, I, I guess I keep thinking about it from, from that perspective, not the build perspective perspective because i get that it 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 doesn't exist unless somebody like takes the chance and screws around right yeah um but ultimately the the goal is to sell more units yeah maybe so i guess it depends on what your goal is too like if your goal is to be the number one the goal isn't always to sell more units. if your goal is to be the biggest pedal company then that's not the way to do it if your goal is to like do something fun that makes you enough money that you can keep doing it and like possibly not have to work another job, then I think it's doable. Like it's not the most capital it's not the best idea like for pure capitalism, but it is a cool idea. Right. And yeah. and like like you said, I mean, you can't you can't say, Oh, I'm gonna start a pedal company and okay so my first pedal is going to be my take on a tube screamer my second pedal is going to be my take on hmm let's see uh my take on a fuzz a big muff my take on a big muff right like you can't if if you do that then nothing's ever going to take right. because those are already flooded markets yeah is that, yeah. i mean is that is that your point cole Yes. I mean, unless you already have, like, a huge following, you know. But who has a huge following? You mean, like, a celebrity? No, no, no. Like, Like if Kim Kardashian wanted to make pedals. Like an established (laughs) company. (laughs) No, like a pedal company. Yeah, like, you can't... Like, if you you start out, and you start out with, hey, here's my take on a, you know, here's my Tube Screamer clone as your first pedal, and there's nothing unique about it, then I can't imagine you ever getting any kind of footing. Right. 
But but if JHS comes out with something, you know, then people will buy it just because it says JHS on it. Yeah. And because it'll probably sound good and stuff. But <laughs> could you could you see JHS coming out with a pedal that just says like it's called my take on a tube screamer and it's just <laughs> a tube screamer? That'd be great if that was the name of it. <laughs> I mean, my take on a yeah, tube people screamer. would buy it. I mean, they they had a tube screamer. <laughs> they have a tube screamer now, and they had one before. They had the 808, and now they have the, what is it, the Moonshine. I think another Moon. company that kind of lives in the middle is, like, Earthquaker. Um, so, like, all their stuff is, like, just a little bit weird, you know? Yes, I agree. Which is, but you can still kind of get traditional sounds out of it. Every, I've, I've owned a number of um, <clears throat> Earthquaker devices pedals, and every one of them gets super crazy weird on the far end of it. Yeah, their thing is like they inc- they just set their parameters really wide. Yeah, but on the on the subtle end it's it's really great. You know, I mean really it, it can actually do subtle. It can do like right down the middle traditional whatever the thing is. Uh-huh. Well, and that's the thing. Like they have to I mean, we've talked about this with Strymon before, but it's up to them to make a pedal that sounds good, even if it's doing something weird. And just like with Strymon, right. you can any Strymon pedal you can you can dial in some pretty insane stuff, but also you can get really good sounds that are recognizable as good guitar sounds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, as traditional like, or whatever. Yeah, but if you just if you send out a pedal where if you put everything at noon at midnight and you get uh like you get a sound that is unrecognizable or that you know can't even imagine how it would be used in a song then that's maybe not the way to go right <laughs> so hmm. but speaking of which I just bought I just bought two very expensive pedals and one of them is a rat clone and one is like a blues breaker kind of pedal <laughs> oh, so apparently yeah. none of this that we're just talking oh, about I also I also bought a Q-Sack an pedal idiot. the other day Oh, what did you get? The Tappa Delay. So it's called Tappa Delay. Tappa Delay. Which? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Tappa Delay. Because you were like, oh yeah. By the way, I bought a delay. Pedal. By the way, <laughs> I bought a delay pedal. I know I say I hate delay, <laughs> but I bought one. But I keep buying. I pedals. keep buying them. I'm just. I feel like maybe I need to just go on the search for the perfect delay and just kind of dive headfirst into it. Yeah, because, like, I don't love delay pedals, but I really like the Wampler Faux Tape Echo. Yeah, I like, think that's I the really thing. I really like it. I don't like... probably stay on my board indefinitely, you know. I don't like delay enough to, to like bad delay pedals or boring delay pedals. Like, I like dirt enough that I'll play any distortion pedal, no matter how crappy it is. I don't feel that way about delay. Yeah, like, you wouldn't you wouldn't get a timeline and, like, appreciate all of the different subtle differences between all the different yeah, settings. I might. But I don't want well, I don't then, want like I mean I I don't, I don't know that I would. Want, I don't know that I would, but I might. But I don't want like a Behringer digital delay. <laughs> you know. I don't want like every delay that ever existed. I just want one or two really good ones. Yeah, you don't just want like a DD7. Even though a DD7 is a great delay pedal, it's just a very generic yeah. delay pedal. Or maybe you do. So in we'll fact, see. you almost bought one, didn't you? I almost bought one because it seemed like the sensible <laughs> thing to do. 
Yeah, but like, it's not like you're playing. <laughs> but I had, there was no joy. To... There was no joy in that. Yeah, it was like when you buy life insurance or something. Yeah, it's like an oil change. Like, well, I guess I'll pay for this oil change. Yeah. Or socks. <clears throat> I feel like socks. You guys always want to like talk about guitar stuff. Insurance. That's annoying. Let's talk about insurance. What What did you want to talk about, Cole? I don't know. I mean, it's life. I oh, I got that. What kind of what? <laughs> or, uh, what's your What's your shower jazz, situation like? I got a jazz chorus. Do you You talked about that already? What's your so- shower? I hadn't, si- got, I hadn't yeah, I gotten care. it yet. What's I your shower situation like? You have a bar soap. You have body wash. Are you using body like wash. a washcloth? Are you using like a loofah? Synthetic, loofah, natural. Wash. What what color loofah? Blue. Soft or or hard? Like, do you prefer like I mean, the real the silky are, are ones? Are we talking about or, like, the Yeah, real silky or kind of scratchy? <laughs> scratchy. Okay. It's got to be able to scrape yep. the don't, don't need... pieces of crap off of my body. Your bunghole. All right. Um, hopefully you only have Dude. crap on your bunghole and not your whole body. Yeah, it just number spreads. two. I, don't know. I wake up in the morning <laughs> it's and it's everywhere. like everywhere. Are you using like axe, like axe body wash? I need what? to like I need to like get a camera on myself while I sleep and see what I'm doing because something's not right. Axe axe body wash. Old no. Spice. Old Spice is my current one. I just buy whatever Target my brand. wife. I just use whatever my wife buys me, like you. Okay. Right. It's like it just shows up magically. Um, shampoo. Or do you not need chip? <laughs> Wow, it's messed up. That was a low. That's a low. Because your hair is so short. You like me? I have a buzz cut, so I don't really use shampoo anymore. So short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so cream rinse. You got the what... cream rinse going. Yeah, <laughs> I always use cream rinse. <laughs> my one time, my wife. I actually I just use like some... cream. Like I use half and half milk. <laughs> right. Just full, exactly. full, full fat cream. Not even half and half. Full fat. Yeah. Full Heavy fat whipping cream. cream. Just five percent milk. Heavy whipping cream. Whole milk. Um, Whole I milk use evaporated. I use actually. I use sweetened uh, condensed milk. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I do to save money? I get dehydrated milk, and then I rehydrate it in the shower with me. In the shower, <laughs> does that save money? Just powdered milk. <laughs> yeah, powdered milk is, is cheaper, cheaper than regular milk. Here's oh, here's yeah, what I you do: so. you just get a spray bottle and like spray yourself down so you're just misty, and then you can like mm-hmm. cake the powder on the milk powder. Perfect. Yeah, and then just so get in the shower one, and rinse it off. <laughs> that was one thing I saw while I was in Africa. We were driving down the road, like the busiest street in Accra. You saw someone big putting city. milk on themselves. And it was a guy just with a bucket, butt naked oh. on the <laughs> sidewalk. That's awesome. And uh, just pouring it on himself, taking a shower. And and when we drove by, he was like, he was like, bent over, you know, washing his feet or something <laughs> with his butt pointed straight at us. That's wow. something you're not going to awesome. see everywhere you go. No. And granted, I think it was like I think he had like I think he has, uh, like, you know, mental problems because apparently the guy who was driving us knew like <laughs> he recognized him and stuff. That's shower. So guy. It's not like that's a thing. It's not like that's a thing that happens in. That's just the guy Africa, that he showers know? on the it's sidewalk. Just, <laughs> that guy just happens to be there, and and you don't get arrested for it as quickly in Africa maybe as you would right. here, but you wouldn't in San Francisco. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, you might for like spilling soap on the sidewalk or something. Yeah, for wasting water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where I used to live in uh, uh, in Redondo Beach, down south of L.A., um, there's Redondo this Beach, guy that's, L.A. 
there's this guy that's kind of famous locally and he's a, basically a crazy person and he rides a bike up and down the uh, strand and he'll say to anyone and everyone, I bet you can't push me in the water, chicken. And huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that everyone there, like, oh yeah, that's, I, I, people, he calls people turkey, he calls people chicken. And so he's known as Turkey John to all the locals. But I imagine that if someone came from another country and interacted with them, with him, they'd be like, oh, this must, is this a common American thing? That Yeah. Like, oh, I went to America and someone dared me to push him in the ocean. <laughs> it's like, like they that, do there. And, and then they're talking to their friends. Like, I wonder if that's like a thing in America. And, and if a local yeah. was nearby, they'd say, no, he's just a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. That was like, that was like, uh, I think, oh, Clint posted, my brother posted a, vi- a picture of it. We took this family shooting. My parents lived in the Dominican Republic for two years, and then they had a family visiting from the Dominican Republic, and we were going to the shooting range to shoot. But before that, she was making, they were staying at her at her house, and my mom was making them breakfast, and she made, like, this breakfast casserole that had, like, eggs and sausage and all this other stuff. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, this is an American breakfast casserole. <laughs> I was like... Just to be clear, talking to them, I was like, nobody in America eats this. <laughs> this is like a very unusual breakfast. <laughs> this is not like your typical day-to-day breakfast that people eat here. Breakfast casserole. What was in it? It was like potatoes and eggs and sausage. That yeah. sounds awesome. It does. Yeah. I mean, it's good, but it probably took like hours to make it, you know. Isn't the whole point about casserole that it's not supposed to take very long? Yes, or I mean, it's like a way to use leftovers together, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's the... more like a shepherd's shepherd's pie. No, I think I think I think you're both right. I think. I think the first point is for it to be easy, but then, the yeah. secondary goal is, I got all this crap in my fridge. Yeah. I got a little. It's bit all of about everything. convenience. Yes. It's a it's a sign of it's a. It's purely a byproduct of American excess. <laughs> like I have so much food, I don't know what we to do. We have so with much it. leftover food, and we're so busy that we have to have something that's fast <laughs> and that uses all our leftover crap. We get no vacation from work, so we can't. <laughs> so, guys, I got a jazz chorus, and it, I like the way it sounds, but it it rattles a lot because I because it's really old, and I need to open it up and see what's. Play your jazz bass through it. That's all. Oh, yeah. that's actually a good idea. I'll the two that. the two jazzers will cancel each other out. And, and do jazzercise while you're doing it. Okay, I'll put a leotard on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, in fact, this I'm about stuff. to put... <laughs> this, Guys, is this, is this is quality podcast. Riveting Phil, let me ask you this. What's your content. shower style? What's my shower style? <laughs> well, so I was going to say, my wife... Uh, not too long ago, (laughs) not too long ago, actually it was a while ago. She, I think she must've gotten in some gift set or something. There's this, one of those fancy bars of soap that had like this Mm. real gnarly edge to it, like Uh in, as part of the soap. And I was like, what is this? Yeah, like exfoliating. Right. So I was like, what is that? It looks like tree bark. And I said, what is this? And she goes, oh, I don't know. I hate it. 
<laughs> it's just some it's some fancy soap that somebody gave me um so in some gift package. It. And I was like, "Well, what's it for?" And she goes, "It's for exfoliating, but I I I hate the way it feels. Like it it feels like it hurts." And I was like, "Hmm. That thing was the best. I'm so bummed that it's <laughs> gone now. I wish I had more of it. It was like it I think it had literal sand in the soap and it yeah. felt like I was like scraping off five yeah, layers of skin. Awesome. Oh, so awesome. So what's my shower I've had style? soap that's with like oatmeal in it before that I really like because it's kind of scratchy like that too. I feel like yeah. oatmeal is not, loofa. is not scratchy. It's not scratchy enough. You know what else is cool? When I was in, I visited Tampa. Like broken glass. I want broken glass in my soap. I just want razor blades parallel, lined up parallel to each other. No, not like, but like. No, now you're just describing a razor. Mashed up razor blades. No, but they like run, four, they like run the other way. So you, you run like them across your body blades? long ways so that they slice <laughs> in. Oh, my gosh. Like <laughs> a bad turn. Um, I knew you were into emo, but. Oh, gosh. <laughs> when I, I went to Tampa, and there's this place near Tampa called Tarpon Springs, okay. which is apparently like, I don't know. Wait. It's like a Greek say community. It. Say it in your Clifton voice. Tarpon, Tarpon Springs. Tarpon, Tarpon Springs. Tarpon, Tarpon is a type Springs. of fish, apparently. Oh, but I like to call it tarpon, tarpon springs, because it because it reminds me of tampon, and I think that's hilarious for some reason. <laughs> tarpon strings, springs, because it's like tampon string, ah. tampon strings, tarpon springs. Oh, strings. Okay, strings, springs. Um, gotcha. Anyway, there was this place there that makes like fresh soap, and what they do, they, another thing that they do there is they harvest like f- sea sponges, right? So like sponges, like actual sponge. And they make goat milk soap with the sponge built into it. Yeah. It's awesome. That is weird. It's awesome. Does it work, though? Yeah. See, if if nobody thought to do something weird like that, then they wouldn't have stumbled on... It's basically like goat, a piece of sponge like embedded seafoam. into a piece of soap. So it's like one side is all soap and the other side is all sponge, but in the middle they're like connected. So you yeah. use it like as a thing to wash your body. But the but, so it's like, but like cold, real sponges are kind of scratchy... With... It's like the tapa fuzz of soap. Yeah, <laughs> it but is. But the person's the person who invented that started with the practical thing. Yeah, a right? fuzz. It, the they had a fuzz on one all. side and they had tap tempo on the other side, and they're like, "Well, let's put these two stupid things together." These yeah. two stupid. The goal wasn't. The I'm going to. Thing. I'm going to mess with people's minds and make something that, and I'll dare them to buy it. It was hey. I think you're. I think you're reading a lot. No, see, making a pedal. So, Phil, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The yes. sponge soap is the tap of fuzz. The soap yep. with sand in it is old blood. No way. Yes. Why would you the put sand blood? in soap? Because it feels so good. Exactly. Their pedals sound so good. They're not for everyone. Your wife hated know. it. That's true. She thought she it was terrible. For- a lot of people are going to hear Old Blood and be like, those pedals suck. They're terrible. But some I, people are going to love it. And they're gonna actually, wish, they're, like, I wish this was just a little bit crazier. Their name is part of the problem. Old Blood Noise Endeavors is the full name, which yeah. is a ridiculously difficult name to remember. Not, But Old Blood's not that hard. But that's not their name. And that's the point. Like, it's just like all everything that they do. It's like, but Phil, what? Yes. 
You don't need to know the full name. Okay. <laughs> if you remember part of it, like that's enough. In the information Google age, old blood is enough. If you Google old blood pedals, I'm sure. I it think will we're show getting up. off track here. I think the tr- the the Guys. trick is that my shower style is top to top to bottom. <laughs> I start from the that's center. The most logical. No, you sit, start in the, the center. That's the most logical way. Nope. No, left arm. All, the, all your here every time is going left is going arm from top to bottom. Left arm, neck, chest, right arm, legs, crotchal, buttle region. <laughs> buttle. Then you put your no, but do you put do, your soap but away? You wash your hair before you do any of no, that, right? Put your soap away and then you wash your head last. No, yeah, because then you wash your hair and all your nasty hair. Nope. Stuff is going down your body that you just clean. It doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. See, it's okay. <laughs> you can be wrong. That's okay. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But if if but one way is right and the other way is wrong. Oh uh, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's accurate. Doesn't matter hmm. what you think. Sand. I think Sam. Oh, so I also got I also got a bass amp. It's pretty sweet. It's a P. Oh, you did. It's called a Basic. That's the Basic One Twelve, made in USA and everything. Basic instructions. And everything. It's made in the USA and everything. It's made in the USA and everywhere. (laughs) It's made literally everywhere. Hmm. So here's the thing that I didn't know about. Or that I read about. Apparently, like new Fender guitars, no longer say "Made in USA" on them. Yeah. Because there's really strict laws about what yeah. say "Made in USA." It's weird. And I'm guessing they were in violation of that before, and now they've just yeah, sort maybe, of probably finally it finally caught up it. with them. Yeah. Or it any... may have been like when they changed the design, they had to because now that they don't have the American standard anymore, you know that it's you know what I mean. Now it's the professional or whatever. Yeah, like maybe it was grandfathered in yeah. or something like that. People, Why I saw people talking what... about how like there's like crazy laws in California about yeah. it, and it's like no, that's just it's a national like nowhere in the country Trump's can you America. say made in USA unless there's just like strict rules like a certain about. percentage like of the components. Yeah, have because to be a lot of it like usually the reason people want to say well, like in the industry that I work in, the reason people want to say made in USA is because they want to sell it to. Uh, the military and the military uh, doesn't buy stuff unless it's made in the USA. That makes sense. I don't think Fender. But then there's other then there's other industries much. like guitars where it's like people just want it want to see it yeah. say made in USA on it. You know. Yeah. The thing about that though is like it doesn't matter as much anymore with guitars. Like from a quality level, it doesn't. It literally doesn't matter. The only reason made in USA is better is because though they tend to have higher quality control. You know what I mean? Why don't they but, just say? Yeah. Like it's not better because it's made in America. It's everything else that goes along with it. Designed in the USA. Yeah, or they could just not put anything on it. Like, why does it matter? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is it makes a bigger. It's a bigger statement to change it from made in the USA to something else than it is to just remove it altogether. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like it. It it would be a bigger statement if they changed it because Apple has always said designed in the USA, or you know, it says designed in Cupertino, California, or whatever. Yeah, but everyone knows that that stuff's made. Like overseas, yeah, and it's a, and it's made to an amazing standard too. You know, 
like cause... yeah, but like there's like the difference. But be- exactly, it's made into a good standard. The difference between an American strat and a Mexican strat is not that one's made in America and one's made in Mexico. Like that's not what makes them different. Yeah, it's that they have like tighter tolerances the... and better. Yeah, exactly. It's because one's better, but it's not better because it's made in America. It just those and, two things. And there's a lot of people, and I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the sentiment entirely, but I, I understand where it comes from that people are just like, I want American stuff jobs. that's made in the USA because it, yeah, it has yeah. contributes to American jobs. But at the same time, like Apple, all their manufacturing takes place overseas, but they, they sure have a lot of American jobs. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like. They create a lot more jobs than most American companies. That's the thing with like car companies. People are always like, "Oh, you have to buy an American car company." I'm like, Toyota, most Honda, people can't, all those most people cars can't afford to buy any. But car all those, company. yeah, right. All those cars are also <laughs> made in the USA. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's a it's a Honda, but like it's made in like yeah. Akron or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they have a lot of American or you know immigrant labor, yeah. but that's all the same. So buy buy a Honda. And thanks for friendship. That's what we're saying. This episode is brought to you by Sinusoid and by Toyota. This episode is brought to you by Sinusoid. Buy some Sinusoid stuff. Join the street crew. Get a discount on Sinusoid. And thanks for friendship. And thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship, guys. <laughs>